Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a rather adventurous day for me today. Been around and met several people and sat on the porch and talked with with a friend of mine, a dear brother. Um But what does it all involve in detail? You know, um, the title of this is Common Ground. So, I'm just going to read the verse first today. It's 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23. He says, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. What is he saying? It all sounds a little confusing. But he says he's not bound to any man. He's free to all men. But he's a servant to all men. He... He finds something in common with all men to serve them. He's not better than them. He's not above them. And he became a Jew that he might win the Jews who were under the law because they lived under a strict law and he, they had dietary rules. And when he was with them, he observed their dietary rules or washing of the hands and feet or their house rules. He did all that. So that he could find common ground and not appear to be better than them. To those who are uh, without law, not being under the law, but under the law. I like this other translation I found for this one. It says... When I am with the Gentiles, who are the us, who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so that I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of God. 22 says, When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. I just had a thing pop into my head. I was married to a woman years ago, and her mother was certifiable. Um, she was a she was something. She went to a family's house one time, and that family. And there are lots of families, lots of cultures that 
have rules with their homes, like don't come in the house with the shoes, or don't smoke in the house, or no alcohol in the house. And this family in particular that she was going to stay with had a shoe rule. Couldn't wear shoes in the house. She thought it was stupid. Now these are people that are taking her in while she's in town. It was in New York, I think, and she was going to be living with them. And she proceeded to make a scene and get in a fight and argue with them and tell them how stupid their rules were and that she wasn't going to take her shoes off to come into anybody's house. Well, <laughs> they said, that's the way you want to be. Good luck. Shut the door. And she had to find another place. She wound up having to come back to North Carolina. Um... Is that the best thing to do? You know, did she do anything to win the people to Christ? Did she do anything to find common ground? You know, if you're used to having a beer with every meal or a glass of wine, and you wind up bringing in um, a guest, and that guest is an alcoholic, and they say they can't drink wine or beer, are you going to argue with them and make them drink wine or beer with the meal, or are you going to do what you can to accommodate that person so as to not cause them to stumble? What about other examples? What about... I like to get into church, as you know. What about churches that... that say... Um, we're not going to go visit people. What kind of kind of church are you being that don't go visit people? What kind of church are you that says you have to wear a suit and tie and women have to wear dresses? Are you meeting people on common ground? What about people that don't have the money for suits and ties and dresses? Well, I know a lot of people that don't. Are you putting a monetary commitment on them attending church when it's supposed to be about grace? Where's the common ground? I'm pretty sure from everything I've read in the Bible, I think I've read everything in the Bible except maybe the 
publisher's names and footnotes and the dictionary in the back. I don't recall Jesus going to many synagogues and preaching a lot and telling people you can't come in here because you got an earring or your robe is dirty, your sandals are dirty. Matter of fact, I specifically recall he got mad and threw him out of the temple one time. Jesus was a circuit rider preacher. He went all around the area preaching the good news to the people. And he preached grace. He never once got on to the people about what they wore. He talked to them with compassion and love. Did you hear that? Compassion and love. You know, there's churches out there that say, Oh, you can't you can't come to our church. You've been divorced. I have seen that bite some preachers in the butt because he preaches against divorce one day and then the six months or a year later, guess what happens to him and his wife? You know, the only way, the only way that you can guarantee that you won't get divorced is don't get married. But that's not what the Bible says. I'm not getting into the ins and outs of divorce, the different kinds of divorce and what's acceptable. It's all acceptable. Um, it's not advisable. Um, but we're under grace, God's grace. You can't control what somebody else is going to do, but you can control your reaction to it. You know, uh, a single woman comes into your church with a child and instantly people want to criticize her without even knowing anything about her. What if she got raped? What if it was incest? What if her husband had an affair and left her with the kids and the bills and she's coming to you because she needs compassion, understanding, and love. What if the woman was rescued from the sex trade? Man, we got some judging people. Where is our compassion? Paul says you become all things to all people. It doesn't say he becomes a sinner. 
you know, if you if you're in a club, a biker club, a motorcycle club, and there's all kinds of guys that have motorcycles and they ride and they all come together. There's Christians and not Christians and you know uh, lawyers and carpenters and plumbers and whatever. You have common ground. You have a motorcycle. Now you can meet people and talk about Christ. But what do you do? Do you say I'm a Christian? That I can't have common ground with you? You're too I'm too good for you because I'm a Christian? Or do you take that opportunity to say, hey, I go to church over here. Um, you go to church anywhere? What do you do? And while you're out there riding around on your motorcycles and picnicking and hanging out, you've got a story to tell, don't you? You got something that you can tell somebody about Christ, how He forgave you. I met two ladies today, two beautiful ladies, two different places today. And I met them. Because God put us together and allowed me to share my story and open the door about the love of Christ. One of them even had a tattoo on her arm similar to mine. She had the semicolon. And I was able to sit there and talk to her for a little bit. Now, I didn't dive off the deep, off the diving board into the deep end of the pool. Are you a Christian? You've been baptized. You've been saved because you're not. You know you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell. No, that is not the way to witness to people. I met her on her ground. I sowed a seed of compassion, and we talked about God and compassion and understanding with both ladies. And with my friend on the porch, we talked about the lack of compassion in our world and the lack of understanding. People don't need, like I've said before, to have their noses rubbed in it. They come to church to hear grace, not condemnation.
I sit around this pond. I don't know if you can hear the water running behind me. Hear the doves cooing. I know God's in all this. God's in everything. Yesterday, I prayed that God to be using me. And today I met two young ladies. And we talked. And today I sat on my brother's porch and we talked. If you need to find a place and you don't know where to go to, to talk to people, go to a hospital. Go to a nursing home. Go to a fast food place, McDonald's or Hardee's or whatever, and sit and open your ears and listen to the world that's going on around you. Listen to the people at the break room. People, there is a world out there that is broken. They're begging for healing. And what are they doing? They're not getting grace at the church. They're not getting grace and love and compassion and understanding. So they go out and they hang out with friends who drink and medicate themselves. And tell them, oh yeah, I know what you're going through. I've been through that. Drink another beer. It'll make you feel better. We are pushing people to the wrong side. We're pushing people to places they don't need to go or want to go. You don't have to be a preacher. To show compassion to somebody and to meet them on common ground. You know, when you go to a counselor, they don't tell you, oh, I don't have anything I can do for you. They try to break it down and talk to you and understand. But you know, with a friend, there's no expectation. There's just a shoulder. Women, I'm going to tell you, I don't know the statistic. I think it's like one in three women have been 
sexually assaulted in their life. I don't know the statistics on miscarriage, but I'd say almost almost every woman that has had children, I'd say half or a fourth of them have had a miscarriage. It is not hard to find common ground among women if you're another woman. There are women out there that don't have anybody to talk to. They don't have a shoulder to cry on. I remember my Sandy saying that she wanted to start a ministry for the women because she could see the sexually assaulted women when they came into her place. She knew what it was like. She lived it. She had been there. And she wanted to be there for other women. And there's this stigma on the men that we got to be so tough and can't cry and suck it up, buttercup, you know? That's why everybody gets a trophy today. That's why our world is so messed up, because we've changed the dynamics of manhood. Find somebody, men. Find somebody out there that needs a role model. Find somebody that needs some mentoring in their life. Invite them to help you on a project. Share your story. Ask, ask them if they have a relationship with Christ. Everybody has some common ground. You just got to find that person. Don't be the person that shoves a lost person out the door of the church and slams the door in their face. Be the person that shows compassion and welcomes them into the church. And you know the church doesn't mean a physical body. It means all of us are the church, the church of Christ. Be a light into the world be the, be the light that helps people in the darkness. And this is Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Thanks for listening to my rambling. I hope everyone's having a blessed day. Be safe. And keep up the good fight.